We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I just like the sound. What's good, everybody? The podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Support for the podcast, Veterans Minimum, comes from Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, Major League Opening Day, all right around the corner, Bet Online has all the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. The best part about it, you'll receive 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use your promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your literal free money plus signing up is a great way to support this lovely podcast that you are listening to right now in those ears again the promo code is blue wire all one word when you sign up at betonline.ag betonline your online sports book experts also we got our old friends manscaped support for veterans minimum also comes from manscaped who is the best in men's below the bell grooming manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels that's right we got to take care of those grapefruits that's why manscape has redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag on your nuts manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past folks and this is fantastic especially if you got a date with a plus one it's good to keep that man region clean get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code vm at manscape.com Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls and veterans minimum will thank you later. So 
Get 20% off free shipping with the code VM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code VM. So giving you the rundown of today's episode of Veterans Minimum. First and foremost, if you have not checked out our conversation, super dope conversation with one Ariel Hawani, the name itself should ring a bell. The voice of MMA. Shout out to Ariel Hawani once again for joining the program. And we had a really, really cool conversation about MMA, the come up in sports media, building his own brand, making a name for himself. I proclaimed him a member of the Mount Rushmore of sports journalists of this generation, uh, in my opinion. Not only is it because I'm a fan of his and I'm a big fan of the UFC, it's just a name that's synonymous with this generation when you're talking about known commodities in sports across the board so go and check out that episode if you guys can take a second go to itunes five star rating please pretty please with a sugar on top or a cherry on top i'm not sure how that goes it's been a long day anyway go and check that out give us a review rate review i will select someone to give them a free hat and shirt uh if I see a response that I really like and gets me aroused in the man region. So go and do that. I would greatly appreciate it. It goes a long way to building the podcast and the brand. Our guest today is John Franklin III. If that name rings a bell, he was the star of East Mississippi where he played his junior college football. And also that was the first season of Last Chance U. Last Chance U was a hit smash on Netflix. And the first season, this guy, John Franklin III, was a key figure in that documentary we talk about the behind the scenes of how it was going from a guy who played at florida state going from a guy who played won a national championship game won the national championship with the seminoles in 2014 and over there he was mostly used to mirror what florida state was gonna have to deal with nick marshall if you guys remember the quarterback for auburn was a mobile guy with a with a rocket arm and John Franklin was playing scout team for that. So that conversation pops up, and it was really, really cool to get to talk to him and see what he's doing nowadays because I was a big fan of the show. So shout-out to Alan for putting that together. And, yeah, it's a lot of cheap plugs on this episode. We are doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I am off to Vegas next weekend where I have a lot of interviews, a lot of cool stuff that I'm going to be shooting and recording. So I want to take this time to say thank you to everyone and all the new members of the gang, all you new legends that have joined, because over the last couple of weeks, the show has been growing at a really nice clip. Every episode is getting better and better, and we do have a lot of new, unique listeners. So to all of you, welcome. Kick back, relax. It's a show that at its core, it's a sports show, but I ultimately just like giving you guys interesting. And if someone got a cool story, you'll hear about it. So thank you all. To the OGs, all the OGs that have been listening, and to all the new Gs that are on board with Veterans Minimum. The YouTube channel is going to start pumping out a lot of content, guys. I have this new series that I'm developing behind the scenes for a while now, and I'm going to reveal it sometime next week, as well as the Instagram and the Twitter page. That's all Veterans Minimum. If you look up Veterans Minimum, you will find that. So go and check that out. Check out all the stuff. If you want to support the show, it's patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Hit the sponsors up. Use the promo codes. Guys, all that stuff is going to a good cause. We're doing what we can to build a team behind closed doors. 
Alex, who does the graphics for us. Shout out to Alex Perez, my graphics guy. Him and I are going to be in Vegas next weekend, getting him out there. We're going to UFC 248 out of Sonia Romero, but we have a lot of fun stuff. We're going to be vlogging the whole trip. What's funny is, man, social media really, really crazy, guys, because we've never met. So that's going to be the first time that we link up to. So I'm very excited for that because Alex has done a lot to grind and help build the show as well as a lot of cool and fun interviews and like i said vlogging so definitely go and subscribe to that youtube channel youtube.com slash veterans minimum i understand that i've plugged a lot of things right now but it's just part of the game shout out to blue wire as well enough about that as you guys know we've started the 25 best quarterbacks of the 2000s that episode is up right now if you want to hear all that patreon is where you can find it and i know i said enough about that and then plugged one more thing but that's it sit back relax welcome to the program shout out to everybody that's listening and here is john franklin the third from last chance you did a shit my whole life yeah. now joining us on veterans minimum uh, former college star play at florida state east mississippi Auburn, florida land this guy's been around he was on the infamous Netflix series, Lance You Now he's with the Tampa Bay Bucks. We got John Franklin III. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Appreciate you guys having me on. Yo, John, would you get tight if I tell people what you're doing at this very moment, man? Oh, uh, nah, man. It's important. It's a big part of, you know, the concept right here. People forget about My guy, John, is uh, living lavish and getting a pedicure done. Dude, is that something that, like, players do? Is that is that is that like a real thing where you guys do that to like take care of your bodies and whatnot? Yeah, man. Like your feet is everything in, in my line of work. You don't take care of your feet, man. You really don't take care of the money. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of these guys you know, get pedicures and take care of their body outside of the, the game of football because it's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think our job is to make sure our body at 100 percent at all times and stuff like this is part of it. Now I'm curious, growing up, did you like envision yourself strictly being a quarterback or did you see yourself, okay, you could excel other positions? Because obviously you played now in various positions, but you know, growing up being a quarterback, like were you fully passionate about being a quarterback or did you see yourself, okay, man, I could play receiver or corner? Uh, I mean, even starting, I never really wanted to quarterback. Um, I was kind of forced to play quarterback in high school. Uh, I was three, first started playing football as a running back, then I went to receiver, and then I started playing quarterback. So, to me, I ain't, I never feel like I want to put myself in the box. So I like to, I actually like the fact that I can't play multiple positions and be successful at them because not everybody can do that. And I like being unique and standing out. And I feel like it's one of them uh, many attributes I have that allows me to be different than everybody else. You're you're most well known for this last chance you series that happened when you went down to East Mississippi, uh, from going from a D one school, bro, and being on national television to going to a JUCO like that. What was that transition like? Because I'm sure it wasn't easy. Yeah, oh, it was a culture shock. I mean, from start to finish in every aspect of you know being from Fort Lauderdale, there's a lot of people going to the middle of nowhere, Mississippi. In the town is probably like a thousand people. Um, you know, the closest to the town is thirty minutes away. 
uh, cafeteria closed at six. We have seven on seven practice at at nine. So like you know that was different. Um, it, it was just a lot of getting used to. But honestly, in that time, that's where I learned how to survive. And uh, I'm forever more grateful for that journey and that part of my life now more than ever. Even though it sucked when I was going through it. When the series came about, were you excited about the opportunity to get more recognition, or was it just something that you just had to roll with, you know, having cameras around? Um, it was just something we had to go with. Like, um, I mean, they filmed us for six hours, I mean, six months, um, and they made a six-hour show out of it, so it was so much more that has not been seen, you know, from the time I was there. But, I mean, we kind of got just accustomed to, you know, living on the wires, being cameras in your face, in class, taking tests, and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I walked into it. It wasn't something I really knew much about. So, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even think it was going to be this big of a deal. But five years later, here we are. How'd you feel? Did Did you starting to gain more buzz from, like, a social media aspect with this documentary? Because... Man, I remember that play that that show being everywhere and everybody talking about it, especially if you were a sports fan. So, how did how did your life change from a from a, a fan perspective and just like a social media following and, and buzz? Um, yeah, it definitely increased my um, my like notoriety and my people everywhere I go to base for somebody that kicks me out from the show, no matter how hard I try to cover up my face when I go out, like. People that know me, I usually wear like a hood or like shades and something. like kind of cover my face. So I'm real low key, but um, I it just still to this day and like somebody recognizes me everywhere I go. And uh, it took a lot. You know, I'm a real like private person, and I, it kind of took a lot of that away from me. Um, that's why I kind of move real low key now, um, just because like I like my privacy. But because it was such on the on the global scale, like that show was watched over 150 million times, but it's still being watched. So. Like, I got a lot of people that know me from around the world as well. And, uh, you know, it takes the privacy out of a lot of my life. But I try to be in control of as much as I can. You said in the past interview that, like, during the series, like, you hit a low point. How did you pick yourself up from it and, like, just continue pursuing your football dreams? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, everybody come across that point in life where you hit that wall and you have a choice to either, you know, Old, or you have a choice to figure out a way to get over it, around it, through it, no matter what, but to keep going. And for me, um, I was at my all-time low when I was at JUCO. But, you know, I just didn't want to give up on the four-year-old John Franklin, um, the dream I had as a little kid. I didn't want to give up on my family. And, you know, I just always been the type of person that never really take no for an answer. Um, and, like, if I, if I was told no, I just felt like that was, like, no for right now. That's just how I always view things. And, like, that's why my persistence is what it is. And I credit that, you know, credit that to where I'm at today because I feel like a lot of people would stop and gave up. But just for me, it's, it's something I really put my mind and I believe in, you know, deterring me from what I want. Something so I really that... believe in that. Something that resonated with me right now that you just mentioned was about privacy. Was there, because I am I like to be low-key sometimes and just lay low and kind of just sit back and, you know, be to myself. I'm a, 
I'm a fan of being by myself a lot too. Do you feel like a lot of times when you wanted to have that privacy during this Netflix show and all that attention and buzz that it might have been something that you had to do because of the show and you were just like, damn, fam, I don't even want to do this right now, but you just had to? Uh, well, I mean, me personally, like, before the show, like, all the way back in high school, like, I I, I, mean, I, I wasn't really a big partier. Like, I was a loner. I, I hang out with the same five or six friends that I had in high school to this day. When I come home, most probably the only people that know I'm home. So, like, to me, like, it wasn't, you know, I would still have that in me to the core. But, you know, now that, you know, going to Walmart, I'm probably going to have to stop and take pictures with somebody because they notice me, like, that wasn't a big, you know, that wasn't a big factor. But now, you know, I'll be at dinner with my family. And, you know, there's just time, certain times I wish I could just not be known that doesn't work in my favor sometimes. But I still am grateful for it. I'd rather it be that way than the other way around, to be honest. Just to know I left that much impact on people. Now, going to your NFL career, you've already worked with Vic Fangio and Bruce Arians. We're talking about two very old-school, well-respected coaches. How have those experiences been like? Oh, yeah, um, you know, both coaches, you know, were player favorites, to be honest. Um, I remember Coach Vic was really, he, I remember one meeting, he called me out of front. Everybody was just, you know, um, complimenting me on the improvements I made, knowing that I never played defense in my life. He was starting to say that I was really understanding, really working hard at it. And, you know, for him to, you know, I was trying to the whole defense in a meeting, like, that kind of made me feel good. And, um, you know, Coach um, Aaron's BA, like, he's just a real player's coach. You know, uh, that's what I love about being in Tampa. I love going to work every day. And it's been a while since I love to go to a football facility every day, like, looking forward to it and playing it every day. Um, and, I, you know, credit him for the environment that he provides. But also, you know, I feel like he, um, he saw what he had in me and he wasn't scared to use it. And, you know, I feel like, you know, doing the opportunity would be a really perfect match for me. What was it like when they told you, or was it your decision to go play DB after playing quarterback, receiver, and all the other positions that you were playing? Um, it, was, it wasn't my decision. Uh, it was really the way I got into the NFL, like the path of these resistance. Um Something I never did, but I knew I was capable of doing. Do my athleticism, I knew if I put the time in, I could master it and, and be good at it eventually. So you know that was the way I had to get in the door to the NFL. And it was at that point in time, it was just about getting in. However, I had to get in. I just wanted to get in. And now it's evolving to where I'm back to my comfortability of playing offense with the ball in my hands. That's just even more excited because that's what I do naturally, and that's what brings so much excitement for this year with me personally just to be able to be back on offense and have a ball in my hand again. From a technical standpoint, what was the most difficulty when it came to playing corner or transitioning into it? Everything. Uh, <laughs> everything physically was different. Nothing mental was different because I knew what I was looking at from the opposite side of the ball. But as far as physically, I feel like I'm a perfect example to Everybody always says it's the hardest position on the field. And for me, mentally, quarterback will always be the hardest, but physically playing corner is the hardest position on the football field to me. And um, I just really had to learn everything from backpedaling to breaking to learning how to trust myself, stopping. Like, I literally 
learn the whole process from scratch in a year and end up seeing some success toward the end. But now I'm back off with it and I just can't wait to see what I'm going to do this year, honestly. When the football season ends, how much time do you take for yourself to just sit back, chill, go back home, hang out with your friends and family, and then get back going into, you know, camp mode, going hard in the gym, or are you staying hard 24-7 throughout your, your time um, when your season ends? Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, last year, I, didn't, I only took, like, two weeks off because I was trying to learn how to play DB. So I really committed myself to 24-7 last year, trying to master the craft playing DB. But this year, um, I did myself all of January off. And it was it was hard for me because I'm, I'm a, I am love going to the field. I love working out. I'm not a person that likes to sit around for a long period of time. I'm not doing anything. I just feel like somebody's getting better than me. And... But I also had to know I had to take care of my body and recover and get healthy so I could be ready for what's ahead. Um, so I took all the January off and cranked things back up in February. And then we go back for OTAs and stuff in April. So we get, you know, between January, we usually crank back up in April. Um, but then, you know, training camp is in August. And then that's when the school go. So, you know, you get some time off. That's what Now shifting towards playing wide receiver in Tampa Bay, do you view this as like the long-term positional fit for you? Um, yeah, honestly, I feel like everybody always knew about my offensive play. Um, and I feel like I'm given a chance to showcase what I can do with the ball in my hand. And so I feel like it would be a permanent position for me because um, it's my most comfortable John, last question for me, man, as we're winding down. I'm always fascinated by this kind of conversation. Uh, when did you know that you could actually play at the next level? Was it something in high school? Was it college? When was it when you were like, yo, you know what? I can hang with these dudes, and I know that I could be a part of something special. Um, it was probably my 10th grade year. Uh, when, uh, after I went to the FSU camps, um, Coach Fisher, he wanted to offer me there, but because that was like really my first year playing quarterback, he just wanted to watch me uh, grow and develop. And I had that's when I gained so much attention with my second grade year, and that's my first year starting. But the success I had with a lot of the older boys, like that's when I knew that I I didn't I can be the one to go. Plus, I had I didn't know what I wanted to be playing because I played other sports growing up as well. But I knew I always wanted to be a professional athlete since I was 4 years old. And I did a lot of things to make sure I put myself in position to do such. Very cool, John. Uh, I think you're in a great situation on Tempe. You to learn from guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and you know, with a coach like Bruce Arians. You're in a great position, and hopefully you, they give you opportunities and you can maximize because I think and from your story and just what you bring to the table, it's something, it's a really good fit. Uh, do you want to sh- promote anything? Do you have anything to share you want to let people know what you're doing in the off season, or for you it's just work? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm revamping a, a clothing line that I launched last year. Um, it's Drip by Dre at 3. Uh, the drip stands for Dreams Require Immovable Persistence. Yeah. Um, 
It's on my website at www.johnfranklinthe3rd.com. I'll be relaunching on April 1st, and, um, you know, just excited. That's my little hobby off the field that I want to, you know, I'm into fashion and stuff like that. So I'm going to start growing up on and help my brand as well. John, you're the man, bro. I appreciate it. Hope that manicure was fire, and uh, we'll cross paths in the future, my man. So, before we sign off, it's roll call time. Shout out to Bo Clore, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Pleates, Corey Johnson Hoops, Ryan Pisner, and my guy, Nick Chavez, for being franchise tag members and Supermax in the Patreon. Thank you all for the support. Got the postcards on the way. Got the shout outs out the way. If you guys are wondering... We are running a big contest for the month of March. It's March Madness, baby. March Madness, the tournament is back. Get in the Patreon. $10 or higher, you get one entry into the Patreon. Depending on what kind of turnout we get, that's going to dictate the kind of prize that we'll be giving out. But it's going to involve maybe an appearance on the show, maybe a, a player profile of your choosing, may, of course, some money, some merch, all that fun stuff. So go and check that out. Sign up. As far as I go, it's at The Lamb Show on all social media outlets where you can find me at Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. Shout out to my guy, A-double-L-E-N underscore S-T-R-K. That's where you guys can find Alan. And go and show some love to John Franklin III and tell him that you enjoyed the conversation on Veterans Minimum. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24 7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.